Friday morning on rural Queensland today. It's the 4th of August and a very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Senator Susan McDonald is a regular on this show. She joins us on a weekly basis and it's a great pleasure to have her on this Friday morning. We're a week out from the ECA. Senator, good morning and thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Good morning to everybody who's listening. It's a very chilly morning in Canberra and uh, looking forward to getting back to Queensland later today. The weather's been just outstanding this week. Um, it's probably almost summer-like uh, in places. Uh, Aussies and Queenslanders love a beer, the beer tax. Let's start with it. I mean, there's a lot to get through, but let's talk this beer tax, Senator. Um, these guys, they really don't get it. They just don't get it. Well, it is incredibly... Uh, it's it's incredible that for Australians at the moment they are under pressure from every side: interest Everywhere. rates, electricity prices, insurance, cost of food. Uh, every single thing you're doing, you're putting a hand in your pocket. And the government uh, is just being completely tone deaf to all of this stuff. And the places where they've got the opportunity to say, "Hey, maybe we'll steady up. Maybe we won't put this through," um, as as you know gone ahead again. So Australia is now one of the top three highest alcohol taxing nations in the world. Wow. wow. And the, the, the humble beer, something that everybody loves on a, on a hot day, um, has gone up by another 2.2% on Tuesday. Now remember that's on top of the total. So every year um, we see this creep up, but it's now gone past where it was expected to get to uh, but I think it was 2028, you know, so it's time to have a pause, just slow down the excise. The government's doing very well out of it um, and uh, and just give people a bloody chance at, you know, just the simple things in life. Oh, can't take I mean, away if, you can't, if, if you can't buy yourself a beer at the moment, that, that you're dead right. It, it is just absolutely ludicrous where it's got to. Senator, on a more serious note, lumpy skin um, in Aussie cattle, on Aussie cattle in Indonesia. Look, the government's come out. This has been something that's been, you know, just boiling away in the back background for some time. Um, we need to protect our shores. We look. I understand it. I absolutely understand it. I understand the biosecurity risks. I understand how many challenges we have. But this is something that, you know, it's very hard to control. That's the first thing. Um, but it, it, we don't need it to bring down the industry. Well, you know, I guess on a, on a really positive note, Indonesia has really got serious about lumpy skin in, in uh, Indonesia and they are, they are attempting to eradicate it. Now, you know, that's a huge job, as we all know, once something gets into the country. But it also means they're testing incoming uh, animals, you know, in the same way that we would. So the positive test for lumpy skin disease on a few animal, Australian animals recently um, has meant that they have stopped taking a cattle or pause cattle from these four uh, export facilities. There are another 28 around Australia, 32 in total that are credited by Indonesia, but these four uh, are the big ones. And in Queensland, of course, it's the, the Charters Towers Yards. Uh, it is it is um, really important that you know we have a good handle on what's happening in Australia. We're constantly testing. We're testing the feral animal herd. We're um, doing random tests of other animals and 
to date, there have been no examples of lumpy skin in Australia. So there's some speculation about where the cattle have got it. But remember, even just sailing through the archipelago, you know, a, a, a lit up ship full of animals could have attracted insects. They could have been, you know, coming into the into Indonesia. They could have caught the disease. But either way, uh, or it could have been once they were vaccinated in Indonesia um, that the tests have picked up some of the, the virus chain. But either way, uh, Australia is going through our own protocols. We're testing here. Um, fortunately, there'd been a program going on in Western Australia where they had blood samples of the animals before they were sent yeah. uh, so that we were able to go back and recheck that. Um, and we're going through and proving up our protocols to Indonesia so that we can get the trade uh, running smoothly again. So, um, you know, always concerning to have disease outbreaks. But, you know, uh, Dr. Mark Ship, the Australian chief veterinarian, is, is confident that we know that it, it wasn't on Australian shores. And, uh, and we have good processes in order to demonstrate that to the Indonesian authorities. Yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. But it is a worry in our biosecurity. It's when we look at our biosecurity now and go, okay, let's make sure we've got this right at the moment. Well, it, it is important because understanding what our protocols are, to, whether it be lumpy skin or foot and mouth, to know that we are constantly checking our both the feral herd in North Queensland, oh sorry, Northern Australia, uh, as well as uh, stock that you know vets are seeing that um, our own people are keeping an eye out for signs and symptoms and, and alerting authorities if if they have any concerns. Uh, but you know, to date, we have we have not got either of those d- diseases on Australian shores, and um, we, you know, it is let's hope a great way to practically test our own uh, protocols, prove it up to Indonesia, and ensure that uh, you know that trade goes back returns to its its full capacity as soon as possible. Yeah, you're dead right. Um, you, you you really are, and speaking truth there. Can I just talk about these lunatic illegal protesters? Um, you know, vegan protests and anti-fossil fuel protests, like, it, it just worries me so much. I've got to be honest with you because they are making life hell and causing all sorts of bedlam with no basis to it at all. And it's becoming a joke. Um, we even, and, and to be honest with you, Senator, you, you get the anti-fossil fuel protests and the vegan activists and you go, okay, what are they protesting about? And then on Wednesday or Tuesday this week, UNESCO trot out some scientist or some, you know, absolute lunatic who comes out and discredits and says the reef's in danger and harm and then they bring the Bureau of Meteorology out and they say we're in for an El Nino and heat waves and scare, 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 scare and... You're going, hang on, this doesn't make sense. But, you know, it, it gets clung to by the Labor government, it gets clung to by the Greens. The real facts are the reef's never been in better shape in its life. Peter Ridd said that on this show this week. And, you know, this is just a junket from the UN. And the Labor Party, they hang on this science, and so do these activists. And this is what is causing so much unrest and so much, I suppose, in a lot of ways, um, it, it's dividing the nation as such. Well, it's outrageous that the reef is being used so politically. And, you know, UNESCO first started this this uh, 
rubbish about the reef, goodness, over 10 years ago. Um, and so, you know, over the last 10 years, a huge amount of money and programs have been assigned to, you know, water quality, to, um, you know, whether it be uh, farmers, but, you know, more importantly, I've been very pleased that we were able to get in the tail end of the uh, coalition government, get money for urban water runoff because sewerage in reef catchments has been a real problem uh, for yeah, a long you, time. You understand that the, the, this week was this week, and Senator, I understand you in politics, you've got to play the game, but what the Labor Party did this week was completely irresponsible. It was scare tacting scare at, at its absolute most, and it was hiding away. Like, no one wants to talk about the housing. Uh, no one wants to talk about, you know, the interest rates. No one wants to talk about the roads. No one wants to talk about the health system. Oh, we're going to talk about the reef because that will get people, you know, thinking that we're doing a great job because we're protecting. And it's a lie. It's it's factually incorrect. Well, that's exactly right. And, and I am sorry. I'm always going back to try and frame things up. I'm a bit boring then. The, the point I was trying to make, though, is that We've 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 gone through this. We've we've tested the signs. Peter Reid is absolutely right. Everybody who's going out to the reef uh, currently is saying it is in fantastic condition. It's in better condition than than it has ever been. Um, people are enjoying diving on it. They're enjoying going out and seeing it. Um, and so you know, for for Labor to be to be grandstanding on it when you know, as we've already talked about, people are doing it really tough. People are having to leave their homes. They're worried about how they're going to um, pay for the simple um, luxuries that they might have been able to enjoy in life before, taking the kids to the movies or sporting gear for the kids or whatever it is. And and instead we're talking about the reef, which has been proven over and over again not to be the case. Um, and, and the activists, I mean, to have them turn up with the ABC in tow, I have to tell you, with Four Corners, of yeah. course, in tow, to a family's home, a family's home where they've got children um, is is just beggar's belief. Yeah. And we've had it at um, Australian Pork Limited where you've had activists dressing up as plumbers and hiding in the toilets to yeah. leap out at people, um, going to people's homes, the ABC condoning what is an illegal activity by going, going with them. Um, you know, I think it is time that we introduce Proper legislation that says you can you can protest that is okay we're we're a free society, but if you go to somebody's home, if you um, you breach their workplace, you stop a family getting to a hospital or getting to work in time because you've blocked the road, uh, you are going to get a huge penalty. You're going to have a recorded conviction uh, because that's not cool. You can protest, but you cannot impede on other people's lives, and you certainly can't get away with a slap on the wrist. That we've got um, that we've got happening at the moment. It's it's outrageous, and uh, and yeah, I completely agree that the the reef has been politicised no. beyond a joke. If anything kills it, it'll be activists dancing on its grave when it's not dead. Yeah, you're dead right. Just quickly, um, the voice and treaty. Um, the prime minister's been found out. Um, Bed Fordham did a fantastic job, and and you know the opposition leader. Peter Dutton did unbelievable, um, you know, in question time. We don't know where, what, what, what the Prime Minister stands for. We actually don't know. Um, but this is the voice, and I'm not going to get into politicising whether or not you should be voting yes or no, but I 
strongly, and I can tell you from my views, this is just going to divide the nation, and it is already doing it. It has been ill thought out. Uh, it has not been done properly. And this referendum, I think, could go down in flames and it potentially will end the Labor Party because he, his job is untenable if he loses this. Well, then every day we're now finding out that there's another hook, another tentacle to what the Prime Minister has been calling this this generous offer, the, the, the voice uh, referendum, a change to the Constitution. So the latest one is that uh, the, the PM's got a T-shirt. He's talking about uh, voice, treaty, truth. Uh, but he won't talk about, well, what does that mean? What is that going to cost? Does that mean that every household's going to see a line item on their bill? Uh, the way you do when you go to Victoria, when there's now a line item on... Uh, sorry, New, New Zealand, there's a line item on the... I'm having a terrible morning. There's a line item on Canadian bills for payments to uh, First Nations over there uh, for restaurants and hotels. Are we going to see the same thing in Australia, that Australians are going to be paying uh, on their rates? Are they going to be paying um, rent on their house to uh, Aboriginal people? Is that what the treaty is going to look like? Is it going to be... You know, we don't know, and the Prime Minister won't have that conversation with Australians before he introduces the constitutional change. That is not okay. You cannot ask Australians to make such a fundamental change to our founding document uh, without telling us what the implications are. And so, you know, I think you're absolutely right. But right across this country, people are saying, I just don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to vote no in the absence of being given all the facts. And this is going to be Albanese's failure to have properly informed Australians, properly scoped this thing. He says it's been talked about for years. Well, it hasn't been talked about with the Australian public. No. It's, it's really unfair, Ben. It's unfair unreasonable to expect people to sign up without any idea, just take it on trust. That's our responsibility as, as voters to, to know what we're doing, to vote for what we think is best for the country. And um, yeah, I, I, we don't have a date set yet even. You know, it's, the whole thing's becoming farcical and uh, it's very frustrating that he won't give us a straight answer. Oh, you're dead right. Senator, always a pleasure to talk. Um, we could talk for hours. There's so many dramas at the moment. You're doing a phenomenal job, but thank you so much for being with us this morning on Rural Queensland Today. I hope you have a terrific weekend. Great couple of games in, in Townsville this weekend. Oh, and, yes. Uh, okay. yeah. be, no doubt you'll be there watching, uh, watching the Cowboys take on the Broncos uh, tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock, Senator. I hope so very much. Anybody's listening, I don't have a ticket, so oh, uh, I, I might could, just be watching on the telly. We can arrange one for you. We could arrange <laughs> one for you. Have a great weekend, Senator. Great to talk. You too, bye. Goodbye.